Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We are the Bride Radio. It's the voice of the true Bride of Christ. TV radio seeks to inform and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministry, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Dr. June Knight. Listen, bride, it is my honor to host ministers from all over the world. We are honored to hear their life stories because it is for God's glory. What is their journey like? Listen with us today as we give God glory for this person. Amen. Washington, D.C. Yay! Listen, Brad, I am so honored to highlight your servants. I'm telling you what, uh, all of you that have great destinies on your lives, it's it's just wonderful to hear after all these years. I've interviewed over 400 now. Uh, to hear all of the destinies that God has put on the inside of you, I'm telling you, I am honored to be locking arms with you and to be praying with you and to 
highlight what God is doing in your life. It is such an honor. Look, you can find out all the interviews on WATBradio.com and WATB.TV. Listen, uh, on WATBradio.com, do you know that that is so high in the Google ratings because I am linked to so many different ministries uh, that when you search someone's name, my site's the first one that pops up because people go back and listen to those sermons by the thousands, let me tell you. Uh, It doesn't matter who listens to it today because it goes in the archives and it's there for history, amen. Listen, this is the breath of God being released across the airways. We are taking the media mountain in Jesus' name. Now, tonight, Bride, I tell you what, we are at a little different time. I'm not feeling very well, so I would appreciate your prayers. Listen, I am honored tonight to be interviewing Christopher Gregory. He is a missionary to China, and I'm going to read his bio before we get started. Christopher Gregory is a teacher, evangelist, and missionary to the nation of China with his wife, Ruth. Together they have established and or planted 14 underground churches in communist China. Not only with their work in China, but they have also ventured into new territory with new work in both the nation of India and recently South Africa, not to mention Burma and Myanmar, where they have dug water wells for villagers in both nations. Mr. Gregory is also a writer and an author with his latest book, American Christianity, last year through his own publishing house, Gregory House Publishing. You sound just like me, sir. With an emphasis on the prophetic and what is happening in the world today, Mr. Gregory has an exceptional view of the current world events that are taking place but with a biblical explanation. Sir, I'm, I can just tell you we are going to have such a great time tonight talking. Listen, Brian, we do have up to two hours we can talk. I'm going to try to pull as much out of this man as I can. How are you doing, Mr. Christopher? Well, I'm I'm doing great. Uh, it's glad to, you know I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm glad to uh, participate in your program and and uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited about. Ex- um, Talking about what's going on in China and the rest of the world. Well, I want to ask you this, sir. You currently, you're in the United States at the moment, right? Yes, yes. Um, right. It, this is my summer break from me and my wife. So we're here for the next uh, six to seven weeks, and then uh, we go back to China. I appreciate you taking time to talk to us tonight. Listen, uh, we have a lot going on in the world. We have a lot going on in China, and we have a lot going on in this country. You know, I interviewed someone the other day at this um, International Religious Freedom Summit that they had, and this person, this lady, was from uh, one, I want to say Iran or Pakistan, Uh, But she's from one of the Middle East countries, Muslim. 
and she was talking about uh, how her father was in prison, her mother is in prison, her brother's in prison, and she just got out of prison. So I asked her if you could talk to American Christians about what our world is like and what your world is like in your country where you're so persecuted. What would you say? And I'm sure the story you're going to tell us today is a lot the same. But she said, well, i tell you what. When I was in prison, I used to cry, Lord, get me out. Lord, get me out. I'm tired of suffering. And the guard kept coming in and asking me for prayer. And the Lord spoke to me one day and said, Daughter, quit asking to get out. I have placed you there. And she said, Then I realized I am freer than anyone else in the world, even though I'm behind prison doors. But she told America, she said, You're not free. So that really hit me hard. So I want to know... Uh, before we get started in your life story, just because of your American Christianity book, what, I mean, just sounds like I have a preconceived notion of what that's about. Tell us the synopsis of that book and what's the point you're trying to get out there. Well, uh, when I wrote American Christianity a year ago, it it, it took me about three years to, to actually put together and piece together what I felt was where the American church was straying. And, you know, in, in the process of writing, you know, this particular book, um, and actually it's more like a letter to, to the churches in America that we've become a reflection of, of American society today. Yeah. Um Everything that that I see in American Christianity, when I say American Christianity, I'm I'm only speaking specifically of those churches here in America, and from evangelical to charismatic. You know, I have a background in Pentecostal, uh, yeah. my Pentecostal background, and I see a transformation taking place within the past thirty years, and it seems to be to me. It seems to me that that we are be, we are becoming more uh, influenced by by American culture uh, and less uh, influencing the culture that we're around right now. And so, uh, when I wrote American Christianity, it was more of a a uh, a foreboding warning to the church that they need to take a look t inside of of their direction what what they're becoming we we have a I really don't see any difference between American culture and American Christianity I I really don't see no distinction between the two because we're very I, similar yeah. but and and I I think that I think that the more that if we continue down this path that we're on uh, as it relates to the church i believe the line will the line that has been drawn for so long in america and in the church in america that line will be you know it's going to be gone <clears throat> and and i think that what we're seeing today is the the rapid rise of divorce in in the church the rise of embracing of ideals that of same-sex marriage. Who would have thought that uh, today? Who would have thought that we would be 
our 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 our, our membership our, our the demographics in in Christianity that they're beginning to embrace same sex marriage um, yeah. ideals that we have stood against for so long we're embracing and it right, seems exactly. to be the, that's the influence and that's the influence that the church has has allowed to come in um, the prosperity um, and I'm not against prosperity but the, yeah. the, that message the prosperity message. Um, that is permeated throughout the church today. Uh, it's very similar to the world, and and um, as I say, you know, the world has Wall Street, and we have, you know, the electronic church. You know, and and so what's the difference? And and so I, I see a danger, and that's the reason why I wrote American Christianity to reflect where the church began in the early 30s throughout the to up into the 60s and how a change took place between the between 1970 and 1980 that has led us to this point and a lot of us because we've lost our values we've lost our standards and we've lost our doctrine which is Christ and and Christ alone and um right. yeah it's it's very disturbing what's happening well it really is sir and let me tell you something um my boys, I raised two boys that were preachers and they were missionaries. And uh, they went to Bible college for that, for missionaries and evangelism. And uh, they went to, when they were teenagers, uh, God supernaturally paid for them to go to Argentina. And they went to Argentina and they come back. And I'm telling you, for a month, I mean a month, they, every service, I was one of them mamas that went, you know, three times a week every service. And every service, they would be on their face, even during the preaching. I mean, like, they were so grieved. They were on the floor just weeping before God about the condition of the American church. So, can you explain to the audience, maybe they don't understand the difference. Can you tell them the difference? Well, <clears throat> when we look at you know that um, that the current statistics today, that you'd be surprised that you see a number of Americans who do not uh, do not travel. Um, yeah. You know they don't travel overseas as they used to do. I think I think the percentage is about nearly sixty percent of Americans have not traveled outside the U.S. Uh, right, right. As, and and I think that the biggest issue. Now I've been involved in missions for a long time. My, you know, I'm 52 years old, and my first mission trip trip was when I was 18, and and so my family, my mother being a missionary, um, that's my background in evangelism and missionary work. We always made it a point, an effort to understand the world that we live in. Right. But, but I'm. But the trend is today when you have a large number of Americans today who who don't travel overseas, nor do they have a passport, it makes it very difficult for Americans, in particular Christians, yeah. to have have an ideal of a world view. When you don't travel outside the borders of your country and see the real world that we live in, it's very difficult, 
very difficult to have a to have a mindset or a worldview uh, to how to how to work with that uh, with those who are in third world countries or second world countries. Uh, it's very difficult, and what we're seeing today is a a reduction of people going to to uh, on mission trips into third world nations. And I see that myself in India or South Africa or even Africa itself in, in Kenya and Nigeria, um, not to mention China. Uh, the numbers that we see today of giving, I think it's 1% uh, of total global mission work out of the U.S. actually goes into foreign fields, less than 1%. Uh, that's very telling. Um, it, I think it's all about our priorities. Where is our priority? So it's, it makes a it makes a big difference when we don't travel outside the borders of where we live. It, it, it yeah. makes it very difficult for us to have a heart for those who are suffering, and that's the problem with Americans. And I and I don't say that to be denigrating or or, or to denigrate you know the the, the American people. You know, our nation has always been blessed because we are a giving nation. But it seems to be we're seeing less and less of an emphasis to help others worldwide. And I think that's partly due to education. Uh, I think also that's also partly due to uh, our our inward focus. Um, we're focusing more inward and less outward. And until that changes, really nothing will change. Well, that's a very good perspective. Now tell them, how can they find your book? Uh, it, currently, it's available on Amazon. Um, American Christianity is available on Amazon.com. Um, that's where, right now, the best way to, to buy the book. Uh, actually, it's been doing very well. Uh, we're actually very, you know, I'm very happy, you know, with what the book is doing, and and that's what I want. I want people to be able to to read and 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 get an ideal of of where we're at today. And if they really love Christ and really desire His will, then I yeah. think it's 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 very good that we sit down and have an understanding of where we've been and where we're going. And that's the purpose of the book. And I hope that people take the time and and read it and get get my perspective. I mean, there's a lot of books out there that have different points of view, <clears throat> and obviously I'm just adding to it. But, you know, I think from someone who's been outside and, and who is living in China and, and seeing the world right now seemingly becoming unhinged, I think it's very important that we understand what is going on in our world right now. And I, and I hope that the book does that. Well, I pray that book is very successful because uh, in 2017, when the Lord had me travel around the country, he told me to pray over six cities. One of them was Miami, Florida. He told me to go to the port of the ships that come in there and to prophesy that we will export more missionaries in the history of this country. God is very serious about our country with missionaries. So I really honor you today, sir, and I would love to hear about your life. Like, was you raised in a big family? Uh, where are you from? Are you from the south, north, or what? 
Well, I, my my mother and father um, they they grew up in Indiana. My dad is from Kentucky, Tennessee region, yeah. and uh, I grew up in Indiana, uh, in Muncie, Indiana, actually. And I am one of two children, my little brother, uh, and my brother is involved in politics today. And so with my father and my mother, my mother being, you know, the evangelist and missionary, she had a big uh, impact on me, you know, growing up. I, I literally grew up in church, and when I say I grew up, I mean literally. Um, from the moment uh, that I can recall from being an infant, I grew up in, in, in our church, and, and so that has made an impact in, in what uh, my views and, and, you know, my worldview as it relates to my faith um and then by the you know growing up in indiana and then uh graduating high school i then began to really travel and see the world that uh that we see and know today uh as i said yeah. before my first my my first missionary journey when it was when i was 18 um which was wow, very impacting very impacting and and so i was in uh, the island of jamaica and so that's really where I felt uh, I felt like God was really doing something with me there. But in the meantime, I was doing tent revivals throughout the, the South. And um, for a long time, I was preaching in a tent from Arkansas to Louisiana um, and in the Midwest and in the South. So I kind of cut my teeth on the tents. So. <laughs> And you don't see that too. You don't see that too much of, of young people at that time, you know, doing tent revivals. Yes, I love them. So you basically you was raised up in a good family uh, Christian home, uh, yes. basically evangelical, uh, evangelistic home. Okay, so how did you know the call uh, to go overseas? Well, it it came one particular one particular it was near Christmas, um, and this was in 2011, 2012, and I was and I had been praying for direction. Uh, I'd, as I said, I've been doing tent revivals for a long time, and so I was praying for India and just maybe going into India, but it seemingly see it, the, the God just seemed to shut the door on that. And for two and a half years, God was silent about what direction that he had for me. And I I prayed, and and for two and a half years, God was silent. And that was the time that I was really searching for God's perfect plan for me. And I knew he had something greater for me. I knew he had something much more for me. And so as I was praying and, and trusting in him and his will, one day, uh, it happened in, uh, de- uh, actually it was in December 27th, 2011, and I was praying, and the Lord spoke to me, he said, go to China, and, well. and the Lord, sp- he spoke it to me three times, go to China, for there I have a work for you to do, and I didn't know, I, I really wanted to confirm what God was saying to me, and I said, Lord, if this is really you, I need confirmation because I really believe that we need to be led by the Spirit, and we need to test everything. And I said, Lord, speak to me, confirm this to me. Well, the Lord 
didn't say anything else to me. No angel appeared to me. No one came to me that evening and said, Chris, go to go to China. But the following yeah. evening, the following evening, about six thirty, seven o'clock, I received a phone call. And it was from someone I had not talked to for about two years. And he called me. He's in Missouri. He's a mission uh, director. And he said, Chris, the strangest thing happened to me this evening. He said, I came into my office, and your card, your index card, your contact information was laying on the floor underneath my desk. And he said, when I reached down to pick it up, he said, the Holy Spirit dealt with me and said, call Chris and tell him to go to China. So he said, have you ever... have you ever thought about going to China? And and I said, funny that you mentioned that. I said, yesterday evening, the Lord dealt with me and said, go to China. Within wow. two, three, within three months, I was in Beijing. In Beijing, what? I flew on down to Chengdu. The Lord worked everything out financially. I mean, he met he met the meet the need the financial need that was that was required. Um, I needed uh, I, for them because I stayed a month because I wanted to know this place, and so I, I knew that I needed about five thousand dollars. It was just a little over five thousand, and within three weeks' time, I had got met every financial need requirement that I needed, and to the dollar amount. And so I was in China, didn't know anybody. No one came to pick me up. No one met me. I was literally yeah. on my own. And I just trusted the Lord, and I was in Chengdu. And ah. it, it, and God just, within three days, God led me to a church, led me to a contact, and there the doors were literally opening. Now, I, I, I wasn't... At the first part, I wasn't speaking um, to too many because there was a lot of questions, and I was a foreigner, and there's and because of security and security concerns. Yeah. But 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 within two weeks, uh, I had I had invitations to speak at several house churches. I met wonderful people, and God literally planted the seed, and that was that was eight years ago. And and so God has literally from that point till today, He has done an amazing work in in my life and my wife's life, you know, with you know with the work that we're doing in China. But it all started because I just walked by faith, literally. Uh, the, when I first came in, my wife she smiles and laughs about it. But when I first, because I didn't know anybody, and and I didn't meet my wife until four years later. Uh, but um, when I first went into China, I took 2,000 Bibles and Christian materials and just a few pair of clothes, and that was it. And I still recall I, I went to a three-self church, and I had I had over 1,000 Bibles. And I, the, the pastor allowed me to stand in, in the back of the, build, of the building and I had about 1,500 Bibles and Christian materials, and on me at that time in a, in a big in a big duffel bag. And within 10 minutes, they were gone. That's how wow. fast they went. And yeah, but people, what? Go ahead. People were that hungry. Mm-hmm. 
They were very hungry. I remember what struck me. There was, I was sitting in the pew next to a young Chinese woman, and I, I gave her a Bible <clears throat> and a uh, track, um, little chick tracks, you know, uh, in Chinese. And I gave it to her. Of course, she, I didn't speak Chinese, and she didn't speak English. But she looked at it, and she held it in her hand, and all of a sudden, she started weeping. She started crying. Aww. And her tears literally covered the Bible, and she clung it to her to her chest, and she wept. Uh, it, just the fact that someone gave her, you know, a Bible, you know, someone gave her a gift to, yeah. to know God's Word. And some woman that I do not know came up to me, and she's speaking Chinese. And I had one individual who helped me. He spoke English. He was a professor. And she wanted to say something to me, and she was an older woman. And she she pointed her finger at me, and she said, You are the one that God has called to China to to touch the nation of China. And, And so... You know, God has moved, you know, amazingly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we need to we we need that. We we need we need that focus again. And I feel that that's what's been 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 left aside is we need the heart of the great commission again. I I think that we've lost that. We've lost it somewhere that that we need to get back to our first love, and our first love obviously is Christ. But Christ told us that we are to go into all the nations. We, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about they want the Lord to return, and, and they're praying for the Lord to, you know, to come back and and to take us home. But you know, it's interesting. Jesus actually gives us a prophetic word to us as it relates to that. He said, "This gospel." shall be preached unto all nations as a witness, and then shall the end come. You know, I always tell the church, I tell believers, if you want to see Jesus come in your lifetime, then get this gospel spread to every nation. I mean, no matter what it takes, and, and fulfill Christ's own words, that that if if we spread this gospel into territories, even at the risk of persecution, and I think that's that's a, a, another topic that that you know we can cover. But if yeah, we would just we we would just get, have the heart to go out um, as Jesus told the early church. You know, God had to send persecution to the early church, and then they went to Judea and Samaria, all of Jerusalem. You know, and and all of Judea itself, and and that's when the gospel really, really thrived, is because God had to send persecution, and and I think for the American church, that's what we need to do because, you know, it's interesting. My wife is Chinese. She's up until three years ago, she had never been to the U.S., but when she came wow. here, and when she came here to the U.S. for the first time. She was very surprised at everything that she saw. And one but she she told me something that has always stayed with me and that she saw with the American church today and the American people itself. And she said you 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 are you are being 
lullabied by comfortable living. My wife called it comfortable living, and yeah. and that was it's become a contagion to the church. It's it's almost yeah. it's it's actually it actually is hindering us because we've become too comfortable in our American lifestyle in our way of life. And I'm and again I'm not I'm not. I'm not going against having prosperity or what we have. God bless what we have. But you know, the word says, to whom much is given, much is required. And we've been given the liberty and the freedom to worship and, and preach the gospel and, and, and declare the truth. But I see a, a darkness that's rising, and if the church does not grasp hold of this and 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 get and kind of recognize that, you know, it's one thing to be comfortable, but there's another thing to be too comfortable. Well, Jesus said when he told his disciples, "Could you not tarry for one hour?" Because he found them asleep, and he said, "Could you not wait for me? Could you not pray? Could you just not? Be, could you be awake for me for one hour?" And when he returned, he found them sleeping again, and and we and I th- I feel like sometimes we desire to sleep in our American prosperity, while the rest of the world is burning and and needs the gospel, and I think that if we don't change, it's going to hinder us in the future. You know what's really sad is that America is the one burning. We're, we need missionaries, too. Actually, God yeah. is sending people from other countries over here as missionaries. I've met a lot of people from Africa. Yes. You know? Yes. And, um, China is raising up missionaries, even with all the persecution right now. Um, they're still trying to, to, to get out and go into Hong Kong, Taiwan, South Korea, uh, and westward even into Africa. Um, as you know, and as we all know, that it's very difficult for the Chinese to go into the U.S., but I see a change happening. But I, I, I even with, and I'm sure that we'll talk about that, what's going on in China, but even with the political shift that's happening in, in Beijing and, and what's happening to the underground church, even actually the state church today, um, God is still moving. God is still, he is still, he still has a people that is desiring to do his will. And they, and they are continuing to rise up and to do that, even at the risk of going to prison, even at the risk of being beaten, which they are, uh, even at the risk of, of losing everything, which they are, uh, they are, they're holding on to, to their faith. And, and sometimes I wonder uh, can the American Christian do the same? Can we say the same? That's that's my dilemma. That's my question for the hour. Can we say the same? That's true. And, you know, that suffering, I've been telling everybody, this great revival that everybody wants to happen, is going to come through great suffering. Uh, that's when God's glory shines the brightest, is, when, is in the gross darkness. Okay, let me ask you this, sir. Let's spend a few minutes talking about China. Okay, in China, uh, we just did that thing last week for the International Religious Freedom, and uh, we had a press conference with some people from China. 
talked about the things going on there, how they're killing Muslims and Christians. Uh, can you talk about the persecution that's going on in China, or can you not address it? Sure. I mean, well, I, I can because I, my wife and I face it, and we have faced it. Um, our friends have faced it. Um, uh, you know, without I, I can do this without being specific in what we do. Um, I'll, I'll leave out the names. I'll omit the names in, in the cities that, that Ruth that – Ruth and, and Ruth, my wife's Ruth, her name, that's not her chi- real Chinese name. And uh, and I don't divulge that just for security reasons, but I just won't talk about where we're at. Um, but uh, yes, the up until funny thing, up until about a about two years ago, two and about two years ago, year and a half, two years now, uh, there was not a rise of persecution uh, that we're seeing right now. Things were very quiet. As I said before, I've been in China now eight years, and there was optimism. There was real real hope that there was going to be a, a reformation in China and that China was going to adapt to the world standard and, and, and the rule of law, universal rule of law, where we respect the, 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 the beliefs of human rights and, and uh, freedom of worship. And people were really hoping that when Xi Jinping became, you know, chairman, when he became the leader of China, a lot of people be- believed that he was going to be a free thinker and that he was going to bring the change. But unfortunately, that was not the case. Uh, okay. And one of his directives was to begin the slow eradication of Christianity, of religion, throughout China. People need to understand that Xi Jinping is is a follower of Mao. Um, I have his book. Uh, obviously, you know, living in China, I understand the, the the ideal, the ideology that he that he maintains, and he that has never changed. He's always been very reluctant uh, to open up China to such an extent that that it would bring political or social change to China. And when I say that, I have to I have to say that even with China changing, it is still changing in the social context and even in the economic context of of those that of that thought. However, that he is he is determined to try to keep it as communist uh, whatever capitalist ideal that they have, it's very it's very controlled. It's state capitalism more than anything. But when he came into power, there was a subtle push to that began in the remote regions throughout China, and that was to begin to lock down Christianity. But he didn't do it at first. Um, it took some time. But up until about a year and a half ago, that's when the the, the new legislative uh, uh, doctrines coming out of Beijing began to be influenced and pushed and legislated, which made Christianity a threat to the Communist Party. You have to keep in mind that in China there are three there, are, I believe it's yeah, it's 30 million Communist members are in China, in Beijing. Christianity has over 200 million followers. 
And so that by by very nature that puts communism at a very serious uh, uh, end towards what they would like to do. When you have more Christians than you do have, um, when you have uh, communist members, that puts that party in the crosshairs, and it makes them very unnerving. So that's where we're at today, and and what we're seeing uh, when it comes to uh, Xi's new thoughts, and that is a China without without Christianity, China without Buddhism, China without uh, Islam, uh, China without any type of spiritual ideal. He wants to eradicate religion completely, and it's it's a new reformation against the church, against Christianity, and Western ideals, Western values. Uh, I see it in the school that I teach uh, a year ago. We, this is an international school, and the, the communists came in, and we, they were doing away with, with Western thought um, because I, I tend to believe they see it as a threat, a, a threat to their hold on the region. So, yes, up until about a year and a half ago, a year ago, and even till present day, the persecution right now in China is probably the highest I've seen since the days of Mao. Wow. I want you to talk to us, too, about the social uh, system there. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah. Um, basically what it is is that China has a, a – and it's still being implemented. It's not fully, it's not fully uh, ready yet, but right now um, we have a social system that is happening – that where the the people will uh, are being um, are being governed or, or are being monitored through their social standing. Are, have they been loyal to the party? Have they caused any trouble? Are they uh, are they involved in any type of religious uh, activities? Yeah. So. And if they get called, like say they get called going to church, they lose so many. It's a point-based system. They lose like 200 points, and then what happens to them when they run out of points? Um, right. Well, it's very difficult to say right now because it's still, it's still not fully yet implemented. Um, <clears throat> I know that because they're testing it in a lot of their a lot of the major cities it's fully not being implemented right now only in certain areas now when my wife and I traveled out of China 4 weeks ago they questioned her about when was she coming back to China um does she have a return ch- return ticket uh, how long is she going to be out? That they were asking her questions that they have not done before. So it is being implemented, but to what degree? It's kind of unknown yet. That's the thing about China. They never really tell you um, how far you're able to go until you've passed what they've permitted you to do, and so you're really kind of. Um, you really don't really know until it's already done. Um, 
Now, oh. those people who are, if they're involved in any type of religious activity, that is a mark against them. Uh, if they own debt, uh, if they can't pay back or won't pay back debt that they owe, um, that that can be a cause of problems if they've if they've been arrested. Um, that is the social credit score as well. There have been I have seen reports and heard of people not being able to take the bus, uh, not travel outside their cities. Uh, they can't fly. They can't take a fast train. Uh, in China, fast train is vital um, to going from city to city. Uh, if you're yeah. trying to do business, that can be very detrimental. Um, getting loans, I mean, it can be very, very uh, serious. So. Uh, from what I understand and what I, my wife is, uh, you know, what we've discovered is that by next year, uh, next year, sometime next year, this new credit score system will be mainstream all over China. So we really, I don't think anybody uh, really knows fully until until it's really up and running because it's not yet uh, fully up and running yet. Well, I have a theory because I've written books about, uh, I'm like you, a self-publisher. Uh, I've been studying the mark of the beast and studying uh, technology. Mm-hmm. And right now, you know, the, I work in the White House. So yesterday, uh, the president, or was it the day before yesterday, the president had the major uh, companies in to discuss 5G. He's very serious about us being, a, you know, the top of the game. And yeah. so I've been warning the bride about Internet of Things, and that's where they're trying to interconnect everything. And yes. so I'm wondering, now this is just my theory, but I'm wondering if China is not a testing ground. And the reason I say that is because they are the biggest population, and, sure. you know, it could be ground with before they're going to do the rest to uh the planet or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know that's that actually it's a it's a good argument. Um yeah, I, I, because when you look at you you have to kind of keep in mind where China is as a as a strategic nation. Um I think sometimes the the american viewpoint and the american opinion when it comes to china is is um 60 40 60% false and 40% correct and it may be even yeah. more than that i i think a lot of people put too much stock in the threat of china um now that's not to say that that china won't be a threat to us you know mm-hmm. 10 years from now but for right now it, it, you know i don't see that and, and I say that because Hello? Oh, he dropped. Well, we're going to take a quick little commercial just to give him time to call back in. Here we go. Good evening, Bride. This is your host tonight, the president of We Are The Bride Ministries. I just want to take this time to thank you for listening to We Are The Bride Radio, WATV Radio, and for watching us on WATV.TV. 
Listen, Bride, this month is our four-year anniversary officially on the radio. We would like to thank all of our listeners across the world. It is a shocking fact that half of our listeners are in the United States and the other half is abroad. Thank you so much. It has been our pleasure to interview over 300 ministers in four years. It is our philosophy that we encourage you to be successful because we need every person doing their part, every person to be successful in ministry. It's all about missions, you know, the mission that God has for you. So I speak blessings over all of you. Thank you for partnering with We Are the Bride Ministries. May God richly bless you, Bride. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WATB Radio. Also, you can check us out WATBRadio.com and WATB.TV and WeAreTheBride.US. God bless you, Bride. Back with us. Welcome back, Christopher. <laughs> yes, I'm good. It's good to be back. I guess uh, if I was back at home, I would I would say someone did not want me to talk about sense of information. <laughs> well, uh, let's move on here. I would like for you yeah. to talk to America for a few minutes. Sure. And um, that you are stationed in China full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I know you still love your country, and I know sure. you see all of the trauma that we're going through and all the war that the church is in over here. I would like for you to talk to us a few minutes. What would you say to her? To to America to, to come back to her roots, to come to come back to her to her faith. Um, to come back to to what has made her great again, uh, to m- what made her great uh, in the beginning, and and that was um, the love of country, the love of God, um, the love of of the land and the people and its people. Um, when a nation is when a nation is united, um, it is it is lasting and it's strong. When a nation is divided, it's weak, and and it gives room for the enemy, and. You know, when when a nation embraces God and and His truth, that nation will prosper. And and I think there's there's always hope for the for America. We we have been blessed like no other nation. When Chinese students ask me, when they say they call me Mr. G, and they say Mr. G, what's so special about America? Why is she so powerful? And and surprisingly, when I tell them it's not because of our military, they get shocked about that. When I tell them that it's not because of the economy, they're they're surprised by that because in in their in their their nation, it's military might and and it's the ideal of of uh, the RMB. But I tell them that America's um, stronghold, America's greatest weapon, its greatest strength is its people and its love of, of of God and its its faith the ability to worship the ability to to allow every man the right 
to worship, the right to have a have a prosperous living. That's what made America great. That's what make that will keep. That's what will keep America great. Um, but when we lose sight of that, when we lose sight of what makes us great, then we will go the path of every other nation. Um, and, and even Scripture tells us that a nation that will for, that forgets God is destined to be to, to fall into ruin. So America's America has a it's at a crossroads right now. It, her enemies are lining up. And it's not just China, but Russia um, and the Middle East. And if we don't take stock into what we're what we have before us, then then I fear the future. But I still believe that as long as God has a remnant and God has a people that are called by His name, that if we hold fast to that which is true and hold fast to that word america will continue to be strong and be that light but if we keep going the way of the heathen if we keep going the way of idolatry then i fear that we will we will self-fulfill our own destiny and 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 that would be a sad thing to see it would be That's very good, sir. Listen, uh, we would have, if you would please, let us have the honor to pray for you tonight. Uh, first, before we pray, how can they find out more about your ministry? Do you have a website, Facebook page, or what? Yeah, um, the, our website is www.chinamissions.org, O-R-G. Um, you'll see a little bit of what we do, uh, our work in China. But because of the security issue, we keep things very bare minimum. We don't we don't reveal a whole lot, um, and that's just common sense. <clears throat> but for more of what I do, and to keep you know for current to updated news, my Facebook is Chris Gregory uh, on Facebook or Christopher Gregory. Uh, or China Missions, and you'll see the link to my regular my, my main uh, Facebook page, and people can see us there uh, and get a live update continually of what we're doing, in, not only in China, but in other parts of the world as South Africa and India as well. Yeah. Okay, sir. Well, I would love for us to pray for you, Lord. The bribe. We come together in agreement across the world, Lord, and we lock arms. And, Lord, we want to thank you for this guy's family. Lord, Christopher's family, look at the rich heritage he was able to grow up in. And the example of his mother who followed the example of evangelism. And, Lord, all the stories that she would be able to tell as well would probably be just great. And so, Lord, we thank you for his family. We thank you that he has such good memories of his childhood. Lord, we thank you for giving him a good wife and then focusing on bringing your kingdom in, Lord, in these last days. Lord, we, the bride, pray safety upon him and his wife. Plead the blood of Jesus over them, Lord. We ask you, Lord, everything that they need to accomplish their vision, Lord, granted unto them. Give them money, give them shelter, give them technology, give them people that know how to use technology them intercessors, Lord, all of the dreams that you have given them. 
Lord, grant it unto them, Lord. Give them everything that they need. We're in partnership with it, Lord. And we pray health on his body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet and her too. Lord, we just pray that when they go back over there, Lord, that the anointing on their life will be increased, that all of the battles that they battle over there having to do with territory, uh, with the territory that you've given them, Lord. We partner with them to tear down the strongholds in that city, tearing down those devils, and saying, Give up, O winds, from the north, south, east, and west to the mission that this man is called to do, and he shall have clearance in the atmosphere so that he can operate very freely, Lord. Thank you and give you praise for it tonight. And, Lord, we pray for China. Lord, we pray for all of the persecuted church over there, Lord. We pray that your glory would just shine so much in them, Lord, and that they would see you in a greater measure than they ever have, Lord. Thank you for sending these brave people over there to help these people that are hurting so much. And I pray for my brother Christopher, Lord, that you give him discernment of spirits to be able to look at these people and see Give him the words of wisdom, words of knowledge, to be able to understand how to break those things off of people, how to help those people to uh, finish their missions while they have time. And, Lord, we just pray for China that those walls would come down, Lord, and that China would get saved. We call in China for Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Sir, we would love it. If you would pray for this ministry, we are the Bride Ministries, and for the country, please. Absolutely. Father, we thank you once again for your for your faithfulness, Lord, to, to guide us and direct us. Father, I ask that right now that you would touch this ministry, that it would prosper and expand the reach that it has, that it would expand even more. Lord, I ask that you would give them new territory, new vision, Lord, that you would give them the finances, the funds to even surpass where they're at today. Lord, so that they can expand and grow and reach more and more in this last hour. Father, I ask that you would touch Dr. June and that you would envision her, Lord, that, that she would reach and do more in your name than she has ever done. That this ministry would reach and touch millions, Lord. In your name, Father, and I asked right now that you would touch this nation once again. Lord, that you have a people here that is still called by your name. Lord, that you would touch the heart of America, that you would touch the heart of its people, that you would touch the heart of this nation in such a way that you would guide its leader. Lord, and I, and I especially pray for President Trump right now that you would guide him and direct him and lead him, Lord, in the path that you would have for him, that he would lead this nation once again, Lord, that it would be a representation, Lord, of your truth, of your word, of your light. Lord, let this nation be a city once again that would be a light to the nations, to the world, even against her enemies, that that light is Jesus Christ. And, Father, I pray right now that you would touch the American people, that you would give them a burden for the lost, that you would give them a burden, Lord, to prosper, to, to come together as one again. 
Father, we thank you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. We honor you, Lord. We honor your faithfulness, and we honor your word. And, Lord, we thank you for what you did for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sir, for taking time to be with us. And please uh, tell your wife thank you for letting you do this interview, and especially doing it early for me. It's been an honor. I will definitely relay that to her. It's it's been an honor for me to to participate and and share about China and share to share about our direction and, and where God wants us to be, to be. And I'm thanking I thank you and uh, thank you for giving me that platform. Yes. How long do you think you'll be in China? You know I don't know. Um, I I know that there is something coming. And the Lord has shown my wife in dreams and visions, and, and He has spoken to me. The communism will not con will not last much longer in China, and I wow, believe that, really? that that is coming down. That that has to come down. The Lord said that that His time will be short, and I believe that that uh, that this will this something is going to happen in China. And there's too many things happening where God is speaking to certain people about the fate of China. And I believe that China, the Communist Party, is going to fall. And I believe that God's word is going to sweep the nation. And I believe you're going to see an awakening, a revival sweep throughout Asia. And I think it's going to transform China. Uh, where that will lead to, I don't know. But I do believe that the days of Communist China is, is nearing its end. I asked the Lord this one day, not not too long ago. I said, God, tell me, why are you letting this happen? You see what the party's doing to the Christians. You see what they're even yeah. doing to Muslims. You see what they're doing. What, why aren't you doing something? And the Lord spoke this into my spirit. He said, son, he said, my patience is nearing its end for the, part, for the communist regime. And so I believe, and I stand on this, and my wife believes this as well, that God has spoken, that, that the power that we have that, that's in China today will not be there very much longer. It's going to crumble. It's going to crack. You know, the Lord told me that the same about, you know, he brought me here to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. And he told me the same thing about the Democrats because of mm. all, they're passing laws right now that are terrible. You know, yeah. before, uh, in the House where they have the majority, they are passing all types of perverted stuff that's terrible for the country. And so the Lord told me the same thing. Well, thank you so much, sir. You have a blessed evening. God bless you. Well, thank you, and God bless you. And, and uh, till we see each other again, amen? Yes, I'm so glad I met you, sir. God, I want to go to China one day. When it breaks loose, I am coming over there and going to film and document it. Amen. 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 Just let me know. We'll meet you. Amen. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. God bless you, sir. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.